hey, 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 hey. Thanks for pressing play. And welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Sun's Jiggity 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 Jam Session Podcast. You can't spell jam without John and Matthew. And I'll tell you this, it's a treat for anybody who's watching along live because Matthew is rocking his Frank the Tank Tank <laughs> from the Phoenix Fans people matthew look at you <laughs> yeah you know it's almost fall i mean it, it's it feels like christmas already right in arizona I know you're in california right now but it summer is almost over so i feel like it's the last time i can rock this till we're in the nba finals again next year so just one more time for all, all the all the listeners and the watchers out there right now the two people watching <laughs> <laughs> matthew i just gotta ask you are you a veterinarian am i no why because them puppies are sick, bro. Oh yeah. Wah, wah, you talking about my arms? What yeah, is your puppies. Oh. Nah. Man, you are. Uh, uh, never. Dude, I look that like Ryan Rosillo over here, huh? <laughs> <Just Jack laughs> I think he was wearing a tank top today on his podcast. I'm like, oh, I should wear mine one, one last time. How is everything in Arizona? It's beautiful, man. I honestly, I enjoy it right now. This weather is beautiful. How are you doing? Where are you at right now? You're in Sacramento, right? Kind of, yes. Yeah, so this is uh, like where in the world is Carmen Sandiego, but it's with John Voida. <laughs> yeah. Every week, it's something new. Um, I'm actually in a little city called Lodi, California. Okay, so Lodi is located about 30 miles south of Sacramento. I actually flew into Sacramento International Airport uh, on Monday, and then I drove down here in another rental, which is another minivan, uh, which is really awkward i'm just driving around in the minivan in lodi california and, and and it's a little bit north of stockton california so for those of you who are familiar with california i'm kind of i'm in the san joaquin valley uh near wine country and as you drive around you can kind of see the vineyards it's absolutely gorgeous here just driving around yesterday and it was you know 75 degrees and just beautiful but again it's it's that time of year we're at the back end of september beginning of october where for the most part throughout the country everybody's enjoying nice weather but Yes, Lodi, California is where I am this week. Where will I be next week? You might never know. Did you? Never you, know. Um, you got a minivan again? Again, man. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> put me in the <laughs> minivan. Like, wait, wait, wait. Didn't we just hear this before? We got a minivan last time. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, they must know you, man. I don't, I don't, yeah. that must be I don't know if it's like a, a preference in my enterprise profile or something, but like this. <laughs> Get this guy a minivan, you know? And that would it's, be funny if there's like that's the only checkbox you have is a minivan you don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I really need to go check that actually. Yeah, you should probably look you at know. That. But I'll tell you this one thing that's interesting with my new job as uh I'm driving around to all these different accounts and just checking out these, you know, communities that I'm assisting. Uh, it really creates some sense of empathy for NBA players and just sports uh you know in general with all the travel i mean i'm traveling yeah. every week i literally flew in on saturday night from reno i was home for one day and then i was right back on a plane to sacramento on monday morning it's just like you know obviously those guys get paid a ton of money a lot more than i do to do what they do but still it's taxing it's like you know it's like forrest gump says in the movie forrest gump 1994 nighttime in the army is a lonely time Cause that's, you know, after I'm done working all day, I just like come back to my hotel room and like just watch TV, uh, you know, do a, a, you know, some more work on the computer and whatnot. And then just look forward to Wednesdays. Cause I get to talk to you. I get to talk to a friend. You sound like me. That is my life. Again, you're explaining your life. <laughs> 
you're just so disappointed in yourself to come home to watch TV and then do a little bit of work. Yeah, sounds like me. And then I can't I'm wait till so, Wednesday to talk to you. I'm sorry, my Matthew. life. But uh, yeah, it does get annoying. And I never, ever get upset when a player does talk about the travel and how annoying it gets. I don't care how much money they make. When you're in it and you're doing it, it does suck, right, for mm-hmm. them. And it's just like, you know, a media member grew up his whole life like a Suns fan and all of a sudden he's writing and covering the Suns. It takes the enjoyment out of all of it. Almost. It's just all work. So, you know, you can always complain when you're in that situation because you have good rights to, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, it is what it is. Uh, but again, I I've digressed way too long and I want to welcome everybody to the Suns jam session podcast. Make sure if you're watching along live on YouTube, you subscribe and go ahead and tickle that like button while you're here, give a little tickle and you become an elite jamster by clicking the join button or following the link in the description. You can follow the show at Suns jam on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew on Twitter. I'm Matthew. Let's see. And if you are listening to the pod, wherever you are, please subscribe there as well. You can rate and review. If you're on Apple podcasts, we haven't had a new five-star review in quite some time now. So we're really relying on you jamsters to go in there, click the five stars and then write a review. Whatever you say, we're going to, we're going to put it right here on the podcast. Yeah. You could talk about Buffalo burgers and uh, apples and uh, mountains and, you know, just random things. I don't care. I'll read it right here on the pod. Right, Matthew? Yeah, that's a very, very weird thing to say. I mean, did you have a buffalo burger tonight for dinner? Is that what you said? No, that? I had buffalo wings, and then I'm looking oh, okay. at my, my my water right here, and it's got mountains on the side. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> but on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot to talk about as Suns uh, off-season's wrapping up. I mean, we, we start the season, yeah. at least the preseason, here in less than a week. Uh, they will be playing at Sacramento, which is not too far from actually where I'm at currently. Not next week, though. It's like, oh, if I had timed it just a little bit different, I could have gone to the game. Um, but training camp has begun. Media day was on Monday. So we definitely have a lot to discuss on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. So without further ado, I don't have a beer to pop. I assume that Matthew doesn't have a beer to pop. I'm sorry, correct. Man. So I let's am. just go ahead, drop the music, and let's get into the preseason jitters. Yes, yes, yes. Less than one week away from the preseason beginning as it will start next Monday against the Sacramento King. But before we discuss that. Matthew, I got to ask. I've got to ask you, Matthew, are you excited for the Suns Jam Session Listener Fantasy Football League this year? Fantasy Basketball League, right? Did I say football? Yeah, it's fine. We were talking about it before the pod, so yeah. (laughs) It's it's Fantasy Basketball League on ESPN. I am actually, and I I apologize to everyone last year. I mean, I kind of left the building on that one. The reason being, there's so much going on with players not playing last season. It was such a mess, Mm -hmm. so I left it. You know, when things get hard for me, I leave it, and I let other people deal with it. But this year, it's going to be exciting, all right? We should have a full season full competition will be giving away free stuff i just threw that out there right now so we probably won't but i'm excited to have them all together and people fighting for that last spot to fill the league 
<laughs> well, not just that, you know, I think that it's going to be fun to play for, you know, as you mentioned, last year was one tough because of the COVID stuff. And I, when I built the league out, I didn't just stick with the basic structure of the league. I thought I'd get a little fancy with some of the scoring and whatnot. And I essentially, I effed it up, Jamsters. And for that, I'm sorry. Now, that's not taking anything away from league champion, so says Jay, from the Fanning the Flames podcast. He won that league. Did he win? Fair and square. Yeah, see, Matthew, you didn't log in after like week three. So uh, I looked at your transactions. I'm like, wow, Matthew hasn't made a transaction since week three. That's impressive. Um, But yeah, I think that it's actually going to be really fun this year. So if anybody is interested, go ahead, hit us up on Twitter at Suns Jam. Let us know why you should be a member. We have nine open slots as of right now. I'm in the league. Matthew's in the league. And the returning champ, Justin is in the league. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Uh, but let, let, let's get on to some preseason jitters. Okay. This is that time of year. It's right before the season begins. It's kind of like the first day of school. But what's interesting about this year, obviously, for not only the Phoenix Suns organization, their players, and us fans, is the fact that from the time they played their last game to the time when they're going to play their first game, it's going to be less than 70 days. In years past, for the past decade, that is, we've had quite a long layoff between the end of the season and the beginning of the season, typically about five months, four or five months, something along those lines. Now, basketball went on without us. We watched the playoffs. We watched the finals. uh, And then, you know, we prepared for the draft as per usual. But this year was obviously a little different. But still, it feels like the first day of school. Uh, But what makes it really fun is this year, it's almost like you're going to the first day of school with your same class. I'm somebody who I, I bounced around a lot of schools when I was young, but by the time I hit about middle school and high school, you know, seventh grade, when I went to eighth grade, it was just the same kids. And that's what it's kind of like with the Phoenix Suns, because for the most part, this is the exact same roster that we had last year. We don't have a ton of questions to sit there and go, okay, who is going to really be the guy that we don't expect to do much and who's the guy who's going to surprise us we're not going around to a bunch of other podcasts right now and asking them about their litany of players who are new acquisitions for this team so matthew as you take a look at this roster as it's constructed how excited for are you for this upcoming season does it feel like the first day of the school of school and Hmm. am i an idiot for asking that no, no, you're good. Actually, it'd be a reverse result for me just thinking that it'd be first day of school if it was a different team, maybe. Uh, the scariest thing about school, I mean, those the Sunday scaries you get before going back. Because what happened to me when I was younger, I would always go to the next the next year and my friends would be in the other class and I would be by uh, myself I hate in my class. Happened. It did suck, but you meet other kids yeah, and you 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 become friends with them. I. Right now, I, I don't have any jitters. I'm excited to go, and I know it's been a short off season, but I think I think James Jones said in media day too is talking about how this team is ready to go again. He doesn't think the layoff of being such little notice going into next season is going to be a factor to this team because I think that they're going to be ready to get that get back on the horse. I know preseason is four games within about 20 days or so, but mm-hmm. after getting those games out of the way, and then you start the season. This team's going to be ready because they know each other. They have that chemistry, of course, we've always talked about. And I just don't think it's going to hurt them in any way. I mean, you can always talk about injuries. Maybe you come back too soon like that. But these guys are ready. They play ball every day. They had their two or three weeks off. When you're even in the real workforce, you know, for us, if you take too much time off, it's too much time. It gets really depressing and boring. You want to go back. You want to get back at it. I know they're athletes 
and they put their body on the lines, but they're ready to go back. They're they're ready to dish a family. They're ready to go back on the road, even though John hates it. We just talked about how much it sucks. I don't hate it. It's yeah. just different. <laughs> but they're they're ready for it, man. And I I have no questions about it that they're going to be ready to go. And I'm not even nervous at all. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Like actually, after I finished my last job, before I started this one, I had three weeks off. And man, that felt like a freaking eternity by mm-hmm. about days, you know, but day eight, you know, you get a whole week off. And then by day eight, you're just like, okay, like I'm ready to go do something productive. Like you can't, you know, outside of chores and the things that need to be done around the house, I want to go do something and, and feel that value, that personal value uh, that you get from just accomplishing tasks and, and working. And again, What's great about this team is the fact that not only they're coming back, you know, they're going to be excited, but again, because it's much of the same roster, there's such a great chemistry. And I know we use that word probably at nauseum during the off season, as we talked about this team and we compared it to yeah. other teams in the West and in the NBA overall and how vital chemistry is going to play a role for this team this season. But you see it even in Suns media day, the way that they're joking around, it's the little things like this is a team that has inside jokes on inside jokes on inside jokes now. And that's what really bonds a team and makes them great. And I'm excited to see how this team handles playing a season with expectations. Because even as we went into last season and we'd had some expectations, they were more like, yeah, you know, if we could land anywhere, you know, in the playoffs as high as the four seed. Like, that's that's great. And man, those are some high expectations. Now it's we're in that world of like, let's win the West. We're winning a chip this year. Like the window is open right now for the Phoenix Suns and entering the season with that is something that uh, I'm obviously excited for. Uh, and then with the the preseason starting again next week, you know, we start to turn our eyes and, and just kind of come up with, you know, what, what are we looking for? You know, we're not looking for a very extensive rollout of the Suns offense or defensive schemes. Uh, but I'll ask you, Matthew, you know, what three things will you be watching for during the Suns four game preseason? Uh, number one is I don't care. Number two is I don't care. <laughs> just, you're not wrong. No, you know, there's only one thing really is just a young guy and sticks. Of course, I want to watch him and see how he develops, of course. But this is just like a little bit more of a booster kind of feeling when it comes to like a summer league. Like you're just you're getting that booster shot, right? Yeah. It's a little bit more. You get you get the the starters in there who aren't going to try. You're not going to get anything. It's going to be very bland. Uh, what I'm going to be looking for is maybe just like the new guys, because like you said, a lot of these guys are coming back, but we haven't seen JaVale McGee in the Suns uniform. So that's one thing. It's just how they look on the court, maybe something together like that and how he's going to fill the shoes of being that backup center to DA in mm-hmm. certain situations. But you're just not going to get the enthusiasm, uh, a lot of things that you're going to see during the regular season and the preseason, which kind of sucks because you kind of want to. But preseason just it sucks. It blows. I'm glad it's only the four games and get it out of the way. It's funny because we're talking about Ryan Rossillo wearing his tank top today yeah. i think he i don't know i didn't see but he had trend dilfer on they were talking about preseason and trend dilfer was talking about football he's like i don't care yeah. about preseason i will not watch it because these quarterbacks especially young quarterbacks coming in the league they're going to play against these bland defenses go straight down the field and look great so you're going to see a lot of that you're going to see a lot of sticks looking good like he did in uh and the summer league, mm-hmm. but how's that going to translate? It's going to translate to what maybe what he gets his five to ten minutes during the regular season. So you just don't know. There's a lot of questions. I just don't expect a lot. A lot of smiles and laughs probably coming from the bench, though. 
Well, that's what I think is going to occur the whole preseason, not just from the team, but from us as a fan base, too. It's just smile and laugh at kind of some of the things that are going on. I mean, think about this, okay? What was the record for the Phoenix Suns last preseason? Was it 0-4? They were 0-4, right? They were 0-4. But they were good games. Like It was like you can tell they had There were a couple there. competitive yeah. games, we, but of course we were excited to see Chris Paul. And, you know, just again, yeah. it, it's it's been so long since we've seen basketball, 70 days, you know. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, you, you can't take too much stock in it. But what I do think it is a good opportunity, as you mentioned, you know, I put my three things and I go, sticks is always the answer here and you're, you're dead right. It's another opportunity f- for sticks development. I talked about it after the preseason and I said, Hey, Jason, uh, or I'm sorry, Jalen Smith, you know, he's got to hit kind of these mile markers in his young career in an effort to just continue to develop yeah. and be comfortable on the court. And that first mile marker was just playing in the, in the summer league. And you know what? He did well there. He made the first team. He led it in rebounds. He led all sons all time relative to rebounds in a, a, a summer league. The next one is he's going to have an opportunity to get plenty of minutes with, uh, you know, multiple lineups in the preseasons for those four games. So I'm not looking for him to come in and just, you know, blow us away with his talent or anything. I'm just looking for him to continue to develop and allow himself to be comfortable on the court because defensively, he did not look comfortable at all last year. Offensively, where we've seen, where we saw a little bit in the summer league, how he has some versatility in his game. He could play a little bit down low. Uh, he'd like to shoot the three, even though I don't think he needs to do that as much. But at the same time, you know, he didn't have any of that confidence last season. So it, it's all about building confidence right now for Sticks. So if and when that time occurs during the season, he will have an opportunity to perform and be comfortable in doing so. Another thing that I'm looking for in the preseason is just some three point shooting. I just, I like to see the shots go in, you know, I know it's a, a crazy concept, but you know, you're going to have a lot of guys who are just <laughs> going to utilize preseason opportunity, you know, to work on their, their three point shooting. Cause a lot of members of this team, Landry Shamit being one of them, their, their primary, uh, the primary way they're going to help this team is via the three point ball. So they need to start getting in that rhythm. And the, that's what the preseason overall is utilized for is for finding and getting yourself into rhythm in preparation for the regular season. And the last thing I'm looking for is a little bit of, you know, maybe, maybe the Suns can start some implementation of tertiary pick and rolls. And this actually comes, there was a, a great piece on brightsideofthesun.com. So for those of you, uh, obviously, you know that we were on the bright side of the sub podcast network. Uh, I don't write for them nearly as much as I should right now, just because of all the travel I'm doing. I'm trying to find some rhythm in my life. Uh, but Dave King, and, his, and the Brightside team always does a fantastic job. And one of the newer writers over there is Damon Aldred. And he wrote a piece that said, the Phoenix Suns are too predictable, need additional playmaking threats. And he went through and started to break down some of the different uh, challenges that the Phoenix Suns had, not only last season, but especially in the playoffs, when it came to just, you know, it, it, it's Chris Paul and Devin Booker on offense. And one of the things that he, you know, mentioned was like, you know, we need to start having some tertiary pick and roll opportunities where you have maybe Cam Johnson, maybe Mikhail Bridges, but somebody else initiating the office on the offense, I'm sorry, on the pick and roll in an effort to just, you know, to keep defenses honest. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to have to see that. But also, too, I mean, you're talking about the pick and roll. So the first thing I think about is GA and how he's going to do, too. But then I don't know how mm-hmm. much you're going to see them in the preseason. And then even if you do do it in the preseason with DA and Chris Paul, if Chris Paul even plays, you're going to have to trans- transform that into something in the, in the regular season where the defenses are actually kind of playing in the, se- in the regular season. Because regular season is no one really gives a shit still. So they're going <laughs> to still not play the best defense. But working that out, so you're going from – uh, summer, you're going from summer league for sticks, and what sticks is learning too in training camp right now, leading to the first game, and then every training and then every practice in between. Then that will show his growth. And like you're saying, all three points you just said, especially the pick and roll, those are things that we can work. They can work on, not we. They can work on all month, and that's that's freaking great because yep. the things that we would pick out last year as things they need to work on. There's no time for it. There was no time. All right. You just had to go in there, do the best you can really come out with the plays you knew and just work to your strengths. But now they have to improve those strengths and work on their weaknesses too, to where they can get those pick and rolls going. And that is something they do need. And that's why like mm-hmm. when it came to this off season, it was like, maybe we need another score, uh score, like Kawhi Leonard, you know, that always kind of floated around the Kawhi Leonard thing, uh, a, a person or a player that can actually get his own shot, uh, you know, and and get the pick and roll down, do whatever he does on defense, a player like that. But now it's just like, well, we have these players to develop. Mikhail Bridges could be that guy. And you're not, you can't really, you can sell me pretty easily on getting uh, Mikhail Bridges involved in that pick and roll because of how he's evolving offensively from last year to this year, that's going to be something I'm really going to look forward to. And even Cam Johnson could throw in there too. No, I completely agree. And also, you know, uh, your love affair for Cam Johnson just continues to be fantastic. Uh, we really got to get together. And, you know, That's maybe, really maybe, maybe, maybe I have the, his shoulders too, right? Don't I? I you do. <laughs> you just got to grow your hair out more like his. Yeah. Be, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, and then, you know, Long John Silver 85 in the chat, one of our elite jamster says cam johnson will make the biggest jump this season i think that th- that's what the majority now of scared. suns fans are looking forward scared. to well, i i'm not at all i'm 100 for know, it you know just and when so many are on the so many people are looking into it now now i don't think he's a guy even like his interviews in the media day he just seems like a dude that's relaxed can take in the pressure and you i mean he kind of has already but yeah mm-hmm. if everyone's just like hey we're looking forward to an all-star season for cam johnson no no just improvement <laughs> they're definitely just looking towards his all improvement right. all right and you know one thing that we had last season we was we did eight and watch and that's something we want to do again this season but we want to do it with cam johnson so maybe jamsters you can suggest something in the chat like a name for that segment because i i forget who it was who did the uh uh, the segment for Frank Kaminsky, the or I'm sorry, the Sarge smoke break. Uh, but we're relying yeah. on you, Jamsters, because we're definitely, you know, that's one guy because Matthew's so high on him, we're going to be analyzing him kind of all throughout the season. So, mm-hmm. uh, but but bringing it back to those pick and rolls, and yeah. uh, Ted Lubin in the chat is correct. This season is all about DeAndre Ayton. You know, we could talk about tertiary pick and roll offense ways to make uh, defenses stay honest, not only on DeAndre Ayton, but on our our forwards as well. But it comes down to DA. And obviously, you know, now the news was broken that uh, uh, Michael Porter Jr. received an extension. He's, I believe, the third or fourth guy from that draft 
to get the max. Uh, Sham Sarania put out update on Nuggets for Michael Porter Jr.'s extension. Five-year deal is guaranteed for $145.3 million. Uh, mm-hmm. It's guaranteed for $12 million out of $39.3 in year five with full guarantees based on all-stars, MVPs, defensive players of the year, all NBA and all defensive honors. So the time, you know, the, the question has come, and I know that multiple podcasts have touched on this, but I know you and I have yet to have this conversation but Matthew, is it time to max out DA? Yeah, and you know what's going to happen. I think just because uh, the offseason is so boring. I mean, this is kind of a big step for the Suns to really get their center, the number one pick, and then the 30 years pass. And then you're actually looking into it, extending the guy. I mean, I don't know how many times this has really happened for the Suns. I know Devin Booker got his. But a first-round pick, a first pick of the overall draft. Oh, my God. The first pick of the draft. DeAndre Ayton gets gets his money he's gonna get his money and the thing is we're just waiting for it to happen and i don't think there's any way that mikhail bridges da don't start the season with their deals and it's like why not i mean you have to give them their money there's always issues i have with this though where you know there's a tax and uh there's a there's a certain limit but i feel like there should be a, a way for the nba and nfl when you're drafting these players and they really develop well within your system and they want to stay here there has to be a way to just get these contracts off with with no click like no glitch just like just okay they, they deserve this amount of money give them this money and just have it work that way i know that's simple but like i think when they're homegrown basically here in phoenix and they love being here just give them their money and da to put up what he put up with his whole career from suns fan from media and when i say the media just mean forgotten about as a number one pick because i mean we used to see the nba draft commercials and he wasn't even in it they had everybody else in it but yeah. da so a lot of disrespect so he's went through a lot and he proved a lot in the playoffs of course we did talk about that so he is well he's gonna earn his money and i and he already earned it and mikhail bridges him earning his money too it's there. And I know they're still young because we don't know their ceiling yet. We know that they have a lot more to improve on, but that's the thing. You, Who else are you going to give this money to? It's got to be those two guys. Those are the core. You have Booker, you have Chris Paul, and now you just got to lock down Mikhail Bridges and DA. And that is like a really sick core. That can be one of the best cores right now in the NBA if they get it done. And I'm not even worried about it. Just like we're kind of like nervous about the season and preseason and a lot of us have the right to be that way because we just don't know what to expect, but I expect them to get paid and I expect the Suns front office to come through. No, it's, it's time to pay him. And here's the thing that I really, and again, I don't know when they're going to pay him or I don't care when they're going to pay him. I know there's some of those conversations like, well, you got to do it now. You got to do it later. You know, like the yeah. Suns and the way that this organization is currently constructed, I'm not worried about those kind of things. This isn't like the Ryan McDonough years or, uh, you know, especially with, you know, Earl Watson as the head coach. And, you know, you got to sign some, you got some, get, lock them down, lock them down now. You got to lock them down quick. Like we have a culture here where if they're going to take their time, I don't think DA in any way, shape or form is going to be somebody who's going to be frustrated with that aspect of it. He's focused on playing. He came back from his offseason, and it, it looks like he's in tip-top shape. He's somebody who, uh, you know, looking at um, some of the reports coming out of uh, the media day, was he, he how focused he is on not only embracing his role as a defensive player, but being an offensive player. And I think what makes me just extremely happy is the fact that the Suns had the number one pick in the 2018 NBA draft. They took DeAndre Ayton, and here we are four years later talking about maxing this guy out. Like, we didn't miss on this. 
Like we will not go down in history as the Portland Trailblazers and Sam Bowie. We're not the Sacramento Kings and Marvin Bagley. We're a organization that picked a player that met the need that we need that uh, and, and that not only met that need, uh, but he excelled when he had the opportunity to do so in the playoffs and assisted this team to the to an NBA Finals. And I think we can both agree was the most consistent player during those playoff run that probably i'm sorry that playoff run last year so Mm -hmm. the fact that we're even talking about max and out da's it has to make you happy as a suns fan now will he get his bag of course he'll get his bag Uh, it's just a matter of time but i'm really excited to see what he does this season and again those expectations are going to be very high whether he gets his money now or later because of uh now all now everybody's you know eyes are on him. Now the opposition's mm-hmm. looking at him. And before it's like you said, they're like, oh, that's the guy. Uh, yeah, he 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 went number one overall, huh? That guy went number one overall, huh? Cool. Um, you know, like that's that's no longer you know people know that. Oh, that's DeAndre Ayton. That that's a man, dude. So you know, we both agree, and I think all the fans uh, in Phoenix Suns Nation agree that he needs to get his money. The Mikhail Bridges. You know, contract situation. I know Flex has talked about that plenty on multiple outlets, and we'll see. You know, talking about ninety million, ninety-five, somewhere in there. You know, as long as it all makes sense, I don't give a shit because it ain't my money, Matthew. Get it done, make it happen, whenever. I don't care. All I know is this team is getting ready to start up, and they're going to be just fine because of that chemistry in that locker room. This team is dialed in. They play for each other. Uh, it's really, really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, and I think what is it for the top? Is it top six players that got picked in that draft already got their max too? Yeah, so I think Da Da and JJJ are the only other ones. JJJ, I don't know what they're doing with him, but um, well, I question think, didn't mm-hmm. Mo Bamba? Oh, is he was number? He, he was number five. I thought he was number five was he overall. Like, oh, I'm not sure. Maybe I read the stat wrong, but I know like four of those dudes got paid already. So yeah, it was Trey Young. Michael Porter Jr., who was like the 14th pick. Oh, he was a 14th, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember, because we were waiting for the Suns to try to take a stab yeah. at him. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh, we ended up with Mikhail Bridges. Uh, Luca, uh, Aiden will get his money, but it ain't Marvin Bagley. Mo Bamba, I feel like, was the number fifth, number five overall pick. I, so I, I got that probably enough. totally wrong. So we'll pro- cut that. Um, just cut that from the pod. Let me, let me cut that. All right, another thing I want to talk uh, about real quick, you and I were having a conversation prior to the start of this podcast, was betting the games. And Matthew, you know, you're down there in Arizona. I think one of the advantages of being on the road as much as I am right now is I'm out of state. So I can't actually bet on any games right now, which is like good and bad because it's like it's frustrating. You don't even bet anything right now. And you're down there in Arizona, you prick. Yeah, I told you um, life gets too busy. I just no, but it's funny because we were talking about earlier how I hear about it nonstop. You click on any kind of sports app right now or even if you listen to any kind of podcast, you're hearing about one or the other, right? DraftKings, FanDuel, MGM, whatever. You're yeah, hearing we about need, We all. need to get a sponsorship from like we need a sports book or something yeah what's one of the what's one of the uh casinos down there that don't have that doesn't have one paris or something could we just i, <laughs> I don't know let, <laughs> let's hit terrible. a bar stool okay like, yeah hey, bar somebody stool. we need somebody but you hear about it so much and i just for me i just i keep forgetting and it's as simple as that i forget all right so that's, and i wish that, i was in it okay. this weekend you gotta force me right you gotta remind me well i will i will say this Betting the games, I feel a lot more confident betting the games, even if in a, in a DFS style, because I know basketball kind of through and through. I was telling you before the podcast began, like I'm in California right now and they don't have sportsbook betting, but you can do DFS stuff. So daily fantasy uh, through DraftKings is what I do everything through. Uh, 
and I, I put together like some baseball lineups so I could watch something later tonight and be entertained. Uh, but I'm like, oh, I like I don't watch a ton of baseball right now. It's been you know with the no. Suns playing as deep yeah. as they. It's a, this is the first year I haven't watched a ton of baseball because normally during the summer after the finals are done, you have like two or three months of just like baseball. You know, I was watching the game today, totally going off topic, and I apologize to everybody who's watching and or listening to this for this rant, not rant, but this divergence that I'm going to go on. So I was watching the Yankees and the Blue Jays, right? And the Blue Jays ended up winning that game on a home run by. Uh, Bo Bichette in the bottom of the eighth. He hits the home run at the Rogers Center in Toronto, rounds the bases. And when he comes to the dugout, do you know what they what they have for him? As I as I'm saying this, uh, AJ Pollock just hit a two run shot for the Dodgers. They're up four nothing in the bottom of the first. It's fucking great. Um, they, They put a home run jacket on him. Guy hits a home run like since. Yeah. Like the Dodgers don't do this shit. The Dimebacks don't do that shit because they don't hit home runs. Like I don't. I've never seen the Yankees do it. Like since when did guy and like like since when did guys after they hit home runs like the like all of a sudden they're the Miami Hurricanes and they got like the turnover chain. Like they're putting on like a home run jacket and he's like t- tipping the crowd. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Have, have yeah. you seen that before? Or no, am I, just, I am I the old guy in the room now? Like, has it no. officially happened? These players, I mean, now, I mean, it, it depends what day it is. Is it an upper day or a downer day? Whatever pills they're taking in the dugout to get through the freaking game. If it's an upper day, I'm sure they're they're in there. They're thinking of things to do because they get fucking bored. And I mean, I just, I don't know what they do with themselves. But you are right, dude. I have not watched one game this year. And it is terrible. I've even seen it at the gym and just disregarded it. There's a certain thing going on inside of me with baseball to where I just I know if I watch right now because the wild card's coming up, I'll get back into it. But oh, I just, yeah. I'm staying away. It's just like gambling, I guess. Well, yeah, very true. I think this is like one of the first years of my life where I've been an extremely casual baseball watcher. Like I remember there was one night I was bored and I tweeted out that I was bored because there's no sports on. And Espo, our buddy over at PHNX Sports, tweeted back. He's like, you know, there's this thing called baseball. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. So I decided to sit down. I watched the baseball game. And of course I watched the Dodger game and it goes to fucking 15 innings. They're like, this is the longest game ever since they decided to put a runner on second, starting in the 10th. It's like shit. So like two nights later, I do it again. It goes to another like 13 innings. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And I, I think that with so much Suns basketball with football now occurring, that baseball is really taking a back seat, at least this season. Uh, but as you mentioned, you know, we're days away from October, the greatest month of the year, and baseball will be consumed at a more high rate. But I just, uh, I'm officially the old guy on the couch screaming at the TV. I'm like, what's he putting a jacket on for hitting a home run? And I've always been pro. You know, some guys get all upset, you know, when uh, Jose Batista would do the bat flips and all that stuff. I'm like, no, I love passion in the game. I love guys yelling at each other and, and you know, being passionate about playing the game because it can be a boring game to watch. But I just didn't realize that the Toronto Blue Jays have resorted to putting a jacket on a guy after he hits a home run. Like, yeah, your home run jacket, see? So I think it's a good. I think that's awesome. I think they can do whatever. I think it's a good want. idea, but like I just saw it. <laughs> it's for the pretty first boring, time honestly. Like they put a jacket on them. If that's really all it is, yeah, it's a, it's I'm, got like the. the I would Blue never Jays. go watch a game now to watch a home run and see some guy put a jacket on the other guy. I just that's not gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looked like he had just the won channel. the Masters or something. Like a guy's yeah. out there putting on a green jacket. <laughs> Anyways, I I digress. Uh, there was a new rule change recently. I don't know if you saw this, but it came out today that the out of bounds play will now only be initiated by the coach's challenge versus official review in the final two minutes of the, of the game. Can we officially call this one the campaign rule because of the time where he okay. barely touched yeah, the ball yeah, yeah. in game, what, 
two of the NBA finals. Yes. Or, yeah, or, yeah. The Western, Western Conference finals. It was the Valley Oop yep. game that went on for 75 hours in the last three. Remember, it was you, me, and Hayden standing in the living room just waiting for that game to end. And it just it went on for, you know, we, we stood there. And yeah. You know, so, so is this the campaign rule? Yeah, I think so. And if what are you saying right now? I didn't even see anything about the rules. So what? So, so out of bounds is basically if they call out of bounds, they're not reviewing it. it? Is that what uh, you're saying? Only by coaches' challenge, so they'll have to use oh, a okay. challenge to do Perfect. it. Which is a thank God. Yes, thank they, God, dude. They they need to really work on. And, you know, we talk about it uh, so much, especially during the Olympics. Like how much we loved watching Olympic basketball. Yeah, and I'm still yeah. I'm still on. I'm still carrying that flag and holding it up high and saying, Hey, I want I want the NBA refs to referee and officiate games, just like international play. Like if you do something stupid, they're just going to boom technical, you know, and there's no, like you're going to complain about it. You're gone. Like they had those international referees give no fucks. No, they didn't. They had total control over the game, right? That's something that we kind of lack here. I mean, it gets a little out of control. sometimes. The players and refs fighting all game. That's stuff. The fans don't want to see, of course. And the thing is, if the refs could come after the game, and sit down, and then they come over to my house or wherever and sit down in front of a camera, explain things of why things were called a certain way. That'd be cool, but they don't. So I kind of like, yeah. So, I mean, if they're going to be aggressive and call their calls and call it like it is, but they have to make sense, right? And (laughs) I think we're getting closer to that. So the NBA still is evolving. Are they done with the rule changes? Is that it? Is that the only thing they're doing? No, I mean, obviously the big one is the Trey Young rule where – you can't yes. initiate contact yeah, on awesome. offense. And, I can't but, wait to see that. Exactly. I can't pre-season. wait to see it. Preseason. That's we what you need. That. There you go, Matthew. That's yes. what we need to be looking for in the preseason. See if they actually call it. Because I remember years and years ago when they were talking about in Major League Baseball how the umpires were going to start calling high strikes more. Like if it hit the letters, it was going to be a strike. And for the first like two weeks of the season, they were calling all those strikes. And then all of a sudden, the strike zone started to shrink again. And this is back when this was the steroid era where everybody was yurping it out of the yard. So they needed a, a way to try to expand the strike zone a little bit in an effort to assist pitchers and slowly it kind of went away and we'll be it'll be really interesting to see how that is actually executed in this basketball season so there you go that's what you need to look for in the preseason if the trey young rule does exist and if anybody actually wants to use a coach's talents on a fingernail touching the ball on the way out of bounds again the campaign rule from the western conference finals or as uh, bees says in the chat the scott foster special the guy who likes to slow the game down completely <laughs> and then he and then he yes. agrees olympic rules are awesome and i really wish yeah. my, my favorite olympic rule it was is the breakaway like if you do anything to deter the uh, the offense from taking off on a on a fast break it's they, they call technical foul or they just give you know one free throw in the ball Weird. like yeah the sexiest thing i saw that was just yes. um, i couldn't believe that existed i'm like wait we can live in a world where you just can't get away with that and like in yeah. the nba there's so many things the nba and the nfl need to take from a lot of different leagues especially the nfl taking especially the college. nfl yeah <laughs> just just play with college rules please seriously they're, they're getting there eventually yeah. i mean you're already doing you're already playing with the college playbook so go ahead and just yeah you know, finish just it off do overtime like the college like it makes yeah them, it's the everything. most one foot in fairest, one foot in receivers. Like, one foot in love it yeah god that would help us yeah. everybody in fantasy football but yeah i mean the, they're they're getting there and i think it took someone like adam silver to really get in there start pushing things and it does take time i mean basketball has become better i mean the trey young rule back in the old days that would have never been fixed something that's annoying but then a superstar really lives off of that like a james harden and trey mm-hmm. young we wouldn't change that because 
it is helping the game. It's helping them and their superstardom in a way, right? But mm-hmm. then everyone just got so sick of it. And I think that Adam Silver really listens to what the fans want. And that's something that we're not used to. The last five years, this this game has evolved in a really more positive way. And it's it's something that I think will continue. And it's almost, it can never be perfect, right? Ever. It can never be a perfect game, but this is just something that's heading in the right direction. So I'm very excited to see it. It's, these little things make it more exciting to watch some preseason basketball, but then also heading into the regular season, you're like, can this keep up? Like you said, the strike zone thing, is it going to go back down throughout the season? But if they can keep it up, it'll make for a better game. Yes. And again, I just, I hope we see it actually occur because you know, basketball is so much fun to watch and I hate it when they slow yes. it down or when those kind of situations happen. Cause I, I still have on my phone a gif that I saved of Damian Lillard drawing a foul on Ricky Rubio. And the, you know, the, you, you watch on the court and you're like, Oh man, Ricky, why'd you do that? And then they show like the three quarter camera angle yeah. from the baseline and you can see he didn't even touch him. And it's people like, you know, Dame Lillard, he's another one who just, he lives off of that contact late in games. And next thing you know, yeah. he's shooting free threes, free three free throws against you. And it, there's no contact. So I'm hoping that the accountability uh, continues there. The next topic I want to talk about before we get out of here is Devin Booker. Obviously, he was not present at Suns Media Day due to the fact that he is uh, positive for COVID-19. He confirmed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew, are you worried? I'm not. I mean, the only part that sucks is he's not in the photos for media day. So yeah. They're going to do some crop dusting and get that in there. So we're <laughs> sorry. He's, he's Photoshopping. Looking, not Photoshopping. <laughs> to, where, <laughs> to where he's actually in there and it looks legit. Like when I, when I take my photos and it's like me and Leonardo DiCaprio and Angelina Jolie yes. hanging out. Yes. Um, All but they might have to do that. Page. Yeah. Besides that, I mean, I'm not worried about it. He'll get back in there. And I think he's more irritated than anything, right? I mean, he's not there with his guys when they're already practicing and everything. And Chris Paul probably had to go through it in the worst situation last year during the playoff run. Yeah. So I think get it over with now, I guess. I mean, who knows? You might catch it later again. Who knows how this thing really works? But as long as he's healthy, as long as he can come back COVID free, I'm fine. He'll be back for the regular season. It's not like he's going to be out of shape or anything. So there's no, no need to worry, right, John? I'm not worried in any way, shape, or form. I mean, this guy played less than 70 days ago and then played even less than that, winning a gold medal for this country. Uh, and he you know, he admitted it. He's like, hey, I got the vid, man. That's what he said. Uh, I think it was on Twitch on the live yeah, stream. Yeah, he was playing. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and so he was, he was dealing with no taste, no smell. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I'm not worried about physically how he'll respond. We're just shy of a month away from the season. So... I'm sure he'll be back in plenty of time. Yes, it does suck that he's not part of a lot of those photos as of now. Uh, you know, but one of the things, and this sucks. I, I like I hate talking about COVID because everybody hears it all the time. Like I'll, I'll have the news on at night, and all of a sudden they'll start talking about COVID, and my wife's like, "Jesus Christ, turn it off!" Like that's all they ever talk about. And see, here's what's interesting, Matthew. Again, traveling the world, at least the West region right now. I'm going to a lot of different cities. Okay, I was in Vegas like three weeks ago. I was in Reno last week. I'm in Lodi, California this week. I'm in Spokane, Washington next week. That's where I'll be this time next week is Spokane, Washington. And it's interesting going into these different communities and seeing how just people are dealing with it. And I watch the news every night because I like to get the local and it's fun watching the sports, you know, up here, it's all San Francisco 49ers and giants crap. Uh, So it's just, but it's interesting seeing it like, you know, everything through different points of view of the three places that I just mentioned. Okay. Las Vegas, Nevada, Reno, Nevada, Lodi, California, which is just south of Sacramento. 
Which place do you think Las is, Vegas. is is the strictest Las on Vegas. COVID? Las Vegas. Why do you think that? Because I keep hearing on Bill Simmons' pod that we're masks. And he says I don't gamble till the masks are gone. So that's how I remember that. Las Vegas was easily the strictest. Then that being said, like everywhere I went, every uh, whether it be a store or uh, you know a restaurant, everybody's wearing masks everywhere. Okay, and again, I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing. It's just an observation. Reno, it was kind of half and half. And then here in Lodi, I was in California, and I figured I'm like, oh, okay. I'm watching the news at night, and like the whole time you're watching the news on the bottom, they're just going, you know, coronavirus, and they're going county by county. The whole newscast on the bottom line, county by county, total number of infections, total numbers of death. So the entire time you're watching the local news, there's a coronavirus on the bottom. Like, dude, we've been in this thing for like 18, 19, 20 months, and they like they're just throwing stats at you. And then I go to Target yesterday because I needed to go get some more toothpaste, and like nobody has masks on anywhere. I'm like, wow, I'm in California. Very interesting. So, uh, but again, bringing this back to basketball, I'm not worried about Devin Booker. He did say in a response that he's not going to tell you if he has the vaccine or not. But you can still get COVID with the vaccine for anybody that's saying that. Educate yourself. Educate yourself is what he said. Uh, What's interesting, though, and this is where I'm actually going to kind of switch gears as as far as our topics. Thoughts. Um, Brains? Is obviously, you know, Dan Booker getting COVID. And then you take a look at, at what. Sham Sharania uh, tweeted out talking about how the NBA has a 65 page health and safety protocol for the 2021 22 uh, restrictions on not fully vaccinated players, such as no, no dining indoors in the same room as another player, six feet of distance in team meetings, distant locker, remain at hotel residence or remain at residence or hotel prohibited from public venues and NBA spokesman Mike Bass said any player who elects to not to comply with local vaccination mandates will not be paid for the for the games that he misses. And they'll be missing games in cities such as New York and San Francisco as they have local vaccination requirements for the Nets, Knicks and Warriors to play in home games. So this is going to be a very interesting season because you have the players like Kyrie Irving out there who are very vocal in their desire not to get the vaccination. Um, how do you like? How are you viewing all of this? Or do you um, do you not do you give a shit about this as much as you give a shit about gambling on DraftKings? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it's all you hear about. I mean, right now all you hear about is gambling and COVID. That's basically <laughs> yeah. all you hear about. Welcome it's to twenty twenty one. I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about right now. I know COVID's still a big thing. The deaths and all that went down a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The thing is, I don't know, the vaccination and how they're approaching it to where you can't do much, of course it's going to force a lot of players into getting it because they're going to want to go out. They're not going to be want to they're not going to be wanting to stay in every night like they did last year and then the bubble and all that. So they they've been through a lot. The players really have. I don't care how much money they make. Um a lot of these players have their own opinion about vaccines. So of course Kyrie Irving, uh Isaiah uh God, what's his name from The Magic that I really like? Isaiah, Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac. I don't know why I said Isaiah. So yeah, he's he's been very vocal too about the reason. And I don't I don't know, man. It's 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 tough to say because I think that of course you're gonna have Kyrie saying something and he always usually goes the opposite way. And whether or not you want to call him an idiot or not, and a lot of people do. I mean, I listen to plenty of podcasts today where they're calling this guy an idiot. They're calling a lot of these guys that are rejecting the idea to get the vaccine an idiot. And I that's what we do as humans, all right? I go to work 
I call, no, I actually, I don't call people. I try not to, but people <laughs> think I'm an idiot. I think they're an idiot. Everyone thinks everyone's an idiot. That's just the way it is, right? We don't agree with a lot of what people decide on. Of course, this is life or death. Whether or not you get the vaccine or not, I don't know if it really caused you to kill somebody. So that's the thing that you have to think about, about being selfish in that way. Of course, I understand that. But also you have to have the right to do what you want to do. And if you don't want to put into your body, you don't have to. So if you're going to be taking away the money it, from these players, it's going to suck. And I just got done talking to my friend where at his job, you can't come back. If you're not vaccinated, you're going to be fired. You're going to be let go. So that is happening That's a lot. The majority there, of the majority. Right now. Yeah. So it is a thing. It's happening everywhere. It's just, it's not in the NBA. All right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what I'm thinking is going to happen is probably Kyrie's not going to play. A lot of these players might not end up playing a lot this season. So that's something to worry about as a fan, as his NBA, uh, an NBA player playing alongside these guys, missing a, a superstar in Kyrie Irving and these other players too, that are role players. How that, how's that going to affect the season? How's that going to affect the fans going to the games, watching these games and be like, Oh, this guy's not here because of COVID. So that does suck. But these guys do, they can say, they can pretty much put out what they want into the media. They can say what they want. Because what we want from these players, too, is the truth. A mm -hmm. lot of this stuff is always just like scripted, written down. And you want these guys to be who they are. And I think a lot of times when these guys like Kyrie, <clears throat> who always has a different opinion than everybody else, it gets to the point where people get sick of it. And it's like, well, don't you want him to be this way? Don't you want him to like stand up against things that he doesn't believe in? And I'm all for that, too. So, I just I don't know what to really think of it, except for I support the players either way, whether they want to or whether they don't want to to get vaccinated. It just sucks how it does. It's going to affect their income. It's going to affect whether or not they can go out. It's kind of crazy to think of, but I guess it is for safety of the players and everybody else around them. And but it, it's difficult. So the the more we go into the season, the more we'll find out about this mm -hmm. thing and just see how it goes down. But right now. I don't know. I just, I like to listen. I like to listen to everyone's opinion on it. And I think we just all need to listen to what they have to say and then go from there. Listen, I'll tell you this. I'm not drafting Kyrie in the Suns Jam Session listener fantasy basketball. Because he <laughs> I'll might pick miss him up time. in the sixth round. If he draws <laughs> in the sixth round, I'll pick him up. <laughs> you know, I, I, I see obviously both sides of it. And I, I'm 100% on the side of, you know, your body, your party. Okay. You do what you want to do. But that being said, you know, you can look at the NBA as an organization. You can look at businesses who are trying to keep their people safe and healthy so they can come to work, so they can get the work done that needs to be done. You know, it's their body, their party. So if they want to sit there and say, hey, listen, you have to be vaccinated to play in the in these specific arenas, then that's just the way it goes. So, you know, there, there's consequences uh, to both both sides of the argument. You know, it's it's yeah. like you know, some people, and I see this too, because our, our company that I'm working for is currently going the exact same way. It's like, listen, if you're not vaccinated, you will not work here. And some people I've heard are a little upset with that. They're like, well, you know, like, I don't want to get it for my own personal reasons. And like, I can, I can respect that, but these are the, th this is how this company operates. Like if you come in and you're drunk at work, you know, you made a choice, just like you made a choice not to get vaccinated. You made a choice to come in drunk at work and it's not safe and you're not going to, you know, you're putting yourself and potentially other people at risk by doing so. So therefore you can't do that. This is just another way of doing that. So, you know, again, I don't want to, we've gone on way too long talking about COVID for that. I'm sorry to the listeners, uh, but it is an interesting wrinkle as we enter this new season, uh, you know, our third NBA season now with COVID-19 affecting it, how it's going to be affecting this season. So there will be some players who potentially won't be playing in some big games 
if they, you know, especially for Kyrie, I mean, you have to be vaccinated to play in, for the Nets. Like that's half the games, you know? So, you know, again, we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, but again, circling back to Devin Booker, uh, I'm not worried about him, nor should anybody else. He's a, he's a strapping young lad who just traveled the whole world and probably caught COVID uh, while he was over in Italy or something. I don't know. Who knows? And uh, honestly, too, if you, if you just really quickly about the COVID thing, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of crazy because you're talking about going to work drunk. And if you don't get the vaccine, then, you know, that's your decision. Uh-huh. It, it's weird when people start talking about how, um, you know, deaths and like, I don't want my parents to die. I don't want my grandmother who's ill to die because you're not vaccinated. And you brought COVID in. Uh-huh. So do you think I'm just just a quick question I was thinking about today. Do you think it gets to the point if you're not vaccinated and there's a death around you caused by COVID? Is that person going to be like arrested or is there going to be something down the line to where we no. get to the point to where the cause of death is because this guy was not vaccinated? I'm just saying like, no, I get what you're saying. Like that. No, I don't, I don't that's think conspiracy it's Matthew right there. That is conspiracy. So Matthew, should Kyrie like- Irving be arrested and put in a prison? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just throwing it out there. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Well, no, it is, but I don't think that we'll ever get to that point because hopefully we're going to hit a point in which this thing finally goes away and we don't have to worry about it anymore. But yeah. You know, again, do your part or don't do your part. It's on you. My personal saying is don't be a prick, get the prick. Uh, cause it just, it makes life easier for you and me. Um, one last thing I want to talk about before we get out here, get out of here today is to remind everybody that guess what? If you want the best Phoenix suns post game pods on planet orange, this is the place to be. Uh, yes. Starting exactly. Monday. Starting Monday, we will be going live after the game. Even though I don't think it's on TV, Matthew. Yeah, you got to do the John. You got to John Bloom it up, huh? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, sounds of the game. Yes, John and Matthew. I was going to yeah. give. I was going to give a plug to John Bloom. Uh, that's going to be a game in which I will be listening on the radio wherever I am and enjoying it. And then once that game is over, even though it's the preseason, it might not be an hour long podcast, but we will sit and we'll talk and we'll laugh and we'll just get back in that rhythm. That's what I'm most excited for, Matthew. Oh, I'm, I'm excited I'm, too. Yeah. I'm excited for the rhythm of doing the podcast after the game, especially because it's nighttime in the army is a lonely time. I get to talk to you. I get to talk to the jamsters. That's really, really fun. John, Long John yeah. Silver or illegal stream it or illegally stream it like I do. Yeah. I don't think it's on Kings TV either. I was looking around. I mean, I'm in oh, really? Kings. I drove by the arena the other day. Sacramento for the capital of California is an extremely small downtown. And I assume so. Yeah. Kevin Johnson runs it still, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, the airport's like 10 awesome. miles away from the actual city itself. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. No, but uh, but I was, you know, I'm looking everywhere and I'm watching the news at night and I'm just trying to see. I'm like, okay, what's uh, what's the status of this game? And I, I'm pretty sure it's radio everywhere. Now, the second game will be on NBA TV. I think the third game, which is against the Los Angeles Lakers, the, the middle two are, will be on ESPN, I believe. And then the fourth one will be on NBA TV. So you know, we'll definitely have an opportunity to watch those games. But the, that first one, we're just going to have to sit here and take our notes and, uh, <laughs> you know, talk about it. Uh, but this is a reminder. To, yeah, go, go old school with it. But this is a reminder to everybody who is watching and or listening. You know, don't forget to stop by here after every game. You know, Matthew and I are going to have a good time with you, Jamsters. Uh, and if you have an idea for a Cam Johnson segment, what do we need to call that thing? You know, it's how about like, the, the Cam Reel? The Cam Reel. 
Ooh, that's pretty cool, right? I like. I, well, I we'll don't see, know. If we'll that's see it. I, but you're on yeah. a good. We gotta get the jamsters involved, and yes. uh, yeah, in another way too. Uh, so this is the last time you'll see me with a shitty background. So I do have a green screen coming in, and my idea is to get the jamsters more involved. Is there's a lot of artists out there, not just John. John's a great artist, but a lot of jamsters out there do post stuff on Twitter that I see that are is very very nice. So if you ever want to DM DM us. Uh, a picture that you drew, uh, you drew, you drew? You drew, or anything of the Suns related that you want me to have behind me on the screen. Oh, for the, I love for the full episode. Idea. Then uh, just go ahead and shoot it over, and then I'll have it on. So I don't have anything right now in the queue. So uh, first one up, first one goes up. I absolutely, absolutely love that idea. Yes. So if you have artwork that you want displayed on the podcast, Matthew will put it up on his green screen behind you. Oh man, it's yeah, gonna be my such big head will be in the way, but <laughs> I'll move out of the way sometimes. So are those puppies? Yeah, <laughs> those my are puppies. your arms again, Matthew. Well, when you say puppies, I was thinking of boobies because when I used to watch wrestling, Jerry the King Lawler used to be puppies yes. when the girls used to come out. So I was thinking boobies. I'm like, yeah, they're pretty. Good. Oh, I, just got those, you, you I got, got those conscious. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. All right. Well, I think on that note, Jamsters, it's time to wrap things up here. Before I get out of here, I do want. Oh, yeah. I need Matthew for that comment. Terrible. Take a lap. (laughs) Uh, I do want to remind everybody. Sun's Jam Session podcast is brought to you by Just Sports. Enter the code SUNSJAM at checkout for any of your online orders and receive 15% off of your purchase. That's right. Let them know that the Suns Jam Session guy sent you. Again, that is promo code SUNSJAM when checking out at shopjustsports.com. And you can also go to manscaped.com and put in Suns Jam and get a bunch of stuff as well. I'm wearing the shirt today because it's nice and comfortable. And B says in the chat, he says, The Void of Suns poster ba- background is sorely missed. Yes, I miss being home as well to put that up. So <laughs> uh, at some point this season, I'll be back there and we'll go ahead and, and kick that off. Uh, Matthew, you got anything else you want to talk about before we bounce? Any questions for me out here on the road? Here I am on the road again. Yeah, just one more thing about COVID. Oh, I'm just joking. No, no, I am good. I am just excited because next time we're going to be post game, and it seems like uh, literally just yesterday we got done with the finals. So I'm ready to jump on it, uh, get that green screen, get those everything. It's just going to be fun, dude. We're going to have a lot of new stuff coming up, and I hope all you guys join us after the game. Absolutely. So on that note, Jamsters, this is a reminder, if you're watching along live, please hit the thumbs up button. Please subscribe. If you are listening on the podcast, do the same. Subscribe. Go on to your Apple podcast. Hit the five-star review. Leave us a review. We'll read it right here on the podcast. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Suns Jam. You can follow me at Darth Voita. And you can follow Matthew. (laughs) Matthew, let's see. I'll see you <laughs> next week, Jamsters, from Spokane, Washington, after the Suns play a preseason game. Oh, let's do this, yeah. baby. Yeah, um, and also, go home and love your family, but if you want your picture of your family behind me, that's good, too. <laughs> yes, Send those pictures already. <laughs> yes, DM <laughs> those to at Suns Jam on Twitter. Anything that we'll you have want it on. on Matthew's green screen behind him at Suns Jam on Twitter. This is going to be really, <laughs> really fun this season. So yes. take care, everybody. Have a good night. We'll see you come Monday.